0: This is Top 10 Topic Number 4, Linear Regression, one of the most important ideas in statistics and one that you'll use quite often in your other subjects and later on after you graduate. So we are at the Business 302 page, we're at Exam Review, Statistics, Statistics Review. We'll uh, let the PowerPoint presentation load and we will be skipping pretty quickly to slide number. 52, which is the start of top 10 concept number 4, slide 52. Okay, linear regression. Okay, and let me start here on, uh, on page 52. Remember, linear is from line. And regression means the tendency for what you see to, 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 to go towards the mean over time. Okay, Uh, and I won't get into how that word was generated, but linear, remember, is a line, and regression means somewhere near the middle. Okay, what we're trying to do is find a line or a line of best fit through data. Usually we generate a scatter plot, we try and generate the line that best fits that data. Sometimes there isn't a very good line at all, sometimes the line is a perfect fit, which is pretty rare. And sometimes the line is just what we call a best fit. It's the optimal line where we can use that line to predict um, uh, future y values, uh, or what we call y hat values, from the, uh, from the observed x's, which are the independent variables, to the observed y's. We use that those relationships between the independent variables and the dependent variables to make a formula so that we can predict later on. Because in, in, research, we're tr- in research, including decision makers by managers, we're trying to predict or explain. And linear regression helps us predict uh, future situations from the data that we already have. And the way we predict is by making an equation. Linear regression is about least squares. What is the smallest amount of distance between a line and the points? And when we sum all those up, we use the line that has the that has the least squares, the smallest number of squares between a line and the point. And I'll get into all of that in the in the presentation. Okay. Okay, next slide, slide 53. Remember I said that our, our purpose here in linear regression is to create an equation, an equation from the existing data that we can use to predict future data. That's our purpose here. So y hat, which means the predicted Values, okay. We y without the little hat on it just means the observed values, in other words, of the sample you have. The y hat, predicted values in the future, is equal to b sub zero. This is called the intercept, okay, or the y intercept, plus b sub b sub one x, okay. B sub one is the slope. We'll talk about that in a moment, and um, x is uh, the independent. Uh, value that you that's observed or that you'll provide in the equation. So going through the bullets, it just repeats what I just said, the regression equation. Y hat is the dependent variable. That's the variable we're trying to predict or explain, usually predict. Okay, so the dependent variable is on the left hand side of the equation. You can think of it this way. It's the variable that your job depends on. It's the most important thing that you're trying to do. Y hat, the dependent variable. X is the independent variable. That's on the right-hand side of the equation. If it's if there's just one X variable, that's called simple linear regression. If there are more, if there's more than one X value, that's called multiple linear regression, or just multiple regression. B sub zero is equal to the Y intercept. That means what Y what is Y when X is zero. That's what that means. Um, What is Y if X is zero? That's the fourth bullet point. The last bullet on slide 53 is B sub 1. That's called the slope or the regression coefficient. Okay, that's an important number because that number indicates the relationship between X and Y. Okay, and here's the a better definition at the end of slide 53. A change in Y relates to a per unit change in X. A A one unit change in Y relates to a 1-unit change in X. Okay, that's what that means. Slide 54. Slope and correlation. First bullet. Positive slope is in a situation where B1, the regression coefficient, is greater than 0. So positive correlation between X and Y. That means if X, if Y increases, excuse me, if X increases, Y increases. Okay, positive slope means there's a positive correlation between x and y, uh, which means that if one increases, the other increases. If x increases, y increases. If x increases, the independent variable, then y increases, the dependent variable. The opposite is negative slope. That's where the regression coefficient, b1, is less than 0. So it's a negative number, say, negative 0.231 or something like that. OK, there's a negative correlation. That means if x increases, y decreases. So they move in opposite directions, if you will. Last option is a 0 slope. The regression coefficient is 0. When it's 0, that means that there's no correlation. <laughs> that means that there's no association between x and 0. The predicted value for y is simply the mean of y. There's no linear relationship between x and y in general, you won't find that. Generally, hopefully, it won't be close to zero for the data that you're studying. Because if it's close to zero, that means you can't say anything about it. You want there to either be positive slope or negative slope, so that you can see an association, or a potential association, between x, or more than one x, and the y. Okay, 55. Simple linear regression, as I talked about before. Simple just means single, one independent variable, one dependent variable. Okay, one independent variable x and one dependent variable y. Okay, uh, and uh, the definition of linear is a graph of a regression, of a regression equation. And it's a straight line. That's what linear regression is. You're probably guessing, is there nonlinear regression? Yes, there is. And that's where it's a curve, but that's not on the exam. So linear regression means a graph of the regression equation, just like you learned in algebra. OK, y is equal to mx plus plus b. That's the equation. That's an equation for a line. It's the exact same equation we had before in a previous slide is the straight line. Okay, an example. y is equal to the salary. That's the dependent vary. Say for example, a female manager in thousands of dollars. Okay, X is say the number of children that the female manager has. N is the number of observations. So you get a huge table of all of the salaries and all of the children for each individual person. That's going to be on the next slide on slade, slide five, 57. So here's the given data. And this is the way you work through regression. Okay? Remember on the exam, you don't necessarily have to remember, memorize all of the formulas in each particular case because it's mostly about the concepts, not necessarily about the arithmetic. And remember, there just isn't that much time to answer 16 questions in 35 minutes. But this is a review of how linear regression works so that you can understand the con- you can understand the arithmetic and the concept well so that you can repeat the concept on the exam. Well, Okay, and and use it in your other classes as well. Okay, so the first column on slide 57 is X. Remember, X is the independent variable. So one of the managers has two children, one of the managers has one child, another of the managers has four children. Y, salary, this would be 48, and it's in thousands. So this is $48,000, $52,000, $33,000. That's the data that's given in the problem. Okay, slide 58. Uh, We sum up all of the x's. We sum up all of the y's. We also count the number of observations, which is 3. That's what's going on in slide 58. 2 plus 1 plus 4 is 7. 48 plus 52 plus 33 is 133. Okay, and if you're wondering how how does the computer, like Excel or another program, go from a list of data to the regression equation, is it uses the method of least squares. Okay? And you don't need to remember that formula, but it's using a formula that finds the best line between the data. Probably not straight up, probably not straight down, maybe somewhere in the middle or off, off a little bit, off to the side one way or the other. Um, and, 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 uh, and the compu- usually you have to use a computer to do this. It's a lot of calculations, and it comes up with that equation. Y hat is equal to b zero plus b one x. Okay, the method of least I'm on slide fifty nine. The method of least square. Oh in this particular case the slope of b one is negative six point five. So the computer comes up with that number. That's the slope, the regression coefficient. Remember, method of least squares is not on the exam. You don't have to remember you don't have to memorize the formula. B one is equal to negative six point five. That's given in the problem. In other words, the computer has determined it, and the problem is just giving you the output of it. It's helping you derive the output um, in the problem. Interpretation. If one female manager has one more child than another, then the salary is is $6,500. That's 6.5 times 1,000, right? Is $6,500 is $6, lower? Why lower? Because it's negative. Okay. That is, the salary of female managers is expected to decrease by negative 6.5 in thousands per child for each additional child. So one additional unit, one additional unit here, here, is, here that would be having one additional child relates uh, in, um, is related to a reduction in the salary in, of the manager by minus 6.5, or in thousands, $6,500, Okay, At least according to this data, this sample of three female managers, Okay. Slide 60, next page. Intercept b sub 0. b sub 0 is equal to, uh, just doing a little bit of algebra, but if we put b0 on the left-hand side and we put y hat or y bar, same thing, on the right-hand side, the slope is equal to y hat minus b1 x. Then the formula here for x-bar is equal to the sum of x divided by n. sum of x was 7 divided by 3 equals 2.33. y-hat is equal to the sum of y divided by n is equal to 133 divided by 3 is equal to 44.33. The slope is equal to, substituting in here, the slope is equal to 44.33 minus minus 6.5 times 2.33, which is 59.5. So that's the, that's the calculation for the intercept, okay? And if, so if the number of children is zero, remember, uh, the expected salary is fifty-nine is fifty-nine point five times a thousand, which is fifty-nine thousand five hundred. Okay, so that's how you calculate the particular intercept, which means when x is zero, where does the line, where does the regression line, cross the y-axis? And those are the calculations for those values right there. The Slope b sub 0, I'm still on page 60, is equal to y hat minus the regression coefficient times the sample mean. OK, slide 61. Here's, a, here's the full regression equation for this female manager problem. y hat is equal to b sub 0, which is 59.5 minus, y minus because it came out as a negative number, this minus 6.5x, and that's the formula. If we know x, that means we can calculate y-hat, the predicted value. Okay? 62, 59 point. So f- uh, here's the title of uh, slide 62. Forecast the salary if a particular female manager has three children. The predicted amount. This regression equation, based on the data we have, is 59.5 minus 6.5 times 3, which is equal to 40. 40 times 1,000, $40,000 is the expected salary. Okay. Now the calculations get a little bit more um, detailed. There's also something known as the standard error of the estimate. The standard error of the estimate is y hat is equal to the forecast that we just made b sub zero, which is the intercept plus b sub one regression coefficient times x, and the error in the in this particular case is really y, which is the observed value of y, minus y hat, which is the predicted value of y. Remember the regret. There's no re- there's no way to make the regression line go through every single point on the scatter plot perfectly. We just have to pick the line of best fit. OK, so it's the, line, the line is the optimal number. It reduces the, the least squares, smallest amount of squares, but it's still not perfect. So there's always going to be some error. That's why the term error is in the middle of slide 63. The error is the observed y, that's y with nothing above it, minus y hat, the predicted value. And It would be nice if that number was 0, but it generally will not be 0. So we need to know something about the standard error of the estimate. And that, is and that the symbol for that is S, this is usually S sub E for standard error, is equal to the square root of the sum of the squares, the sum of the squares uh, divided by n minus 2, which is equal to the square root of the sum of y minus y hat, that's the sum of the observed values minus the predicted values, squared. Divide looks It looks a lot like a variance calculation, doesn't it, or a, a standard deviation calculation. Okay, the sum of the um, observed y minus the predicted y squared divided by n minus 2. Okay, and that's the standard error of the estimate. Okay, and a slide 64, which I'm on now, goes through some of the calculations that derive the standard error of the estimate. And I won't go through all of that right now, but it's a, it's in te, it's in tabular form, so you can see how that particular works, that particular value works to get the sum of the squares, and we get the sum of this in this particular example, the sum of the squares is 3.5. We take 3.5, divide it by 3 minus 2, which is 1, which is equal to the square root of 3.5, which is 1.9. So. What does 1.9 mean? That's the standard error of the estimate. That means that the actual salary is typically 1.9 units away from the expected salary. 1.9 times a thousand is 1,900. So the actual salary is typically or approximately $1,900 away from the expected salary. We wish that the expected and the actuals were the same but there's no way to do perfect prediction. Um, We just have to estimate it. And this is the way you calculate how far away this is. Okay, slide 66. Okay, another important concept in regression is the coefficient of determination. Coefficient of determination, the first bullet point here is R squared. R squared is the percentage of the total variation in Y that can be explained by the variation in X. There's always going to be some variation in Y. There's always going to be some variation in X. R squared is the percent of the total, 100%, so you would like a high R squared. Okay, It's the percent of the total variation in Y, the observed values, that can be explained by the variation in X. Nice R squareds are 70, 80, 90%, those kinds of numbers. But it depends on the problem. Uh, bullet point number 2. Our uh, coefficient of determination r squared measures how close the linear regression line fits the points in the scatter diagram or scatter plot. Remember I told you the line is a best fit line. Uh, It's not a perfect line. So uh, uh, we're just trying to measure how good that line is. And r squared helps measure that. Number three, r squared is... um, Uh, is equal to 1 or 100%. That's the maximum possible value. That means that there's a perfect linear relationship between x and y. Okay, last bullet point, if the r squared is 0, which means 0%, that's the minimum value, that means that there's no linear relationship. r squared is the square of r, which is the correlation between two variables if there's only one x and 1y. So r squared again on page on slide 66 is the percentage of the total variation in y that be, can be explained by the variation in x and we would prefer that 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 number be high, it be close to 100% or else our data doesn't explain what's going on. Okay? Slide 67, sources of variation. Okay, there are five bullets on this slide. Total variation is equal to the explained variation plus the unexplained variation. Okay, we would, we would prefer that the total variation equals the explained variation, that we can account for it all, but not, nothing's ever that good. There's, there's going to be explained variation and some left over unexplained variation. SS is equal to the sum of the squares, which is also equal to the variation. Total SS is equal to the regression sum of squares plus the error sum of squares. Okay, sometimes that's called the regression sum of squares plus the residual sum of squares. SST, which is sum of squares total, is equal to the sum of squares regression plus the sum of squares errors. SSR is the sum of squares regression, is equal to the explained variance, and the sum of squares error is equal to the unexplained variance. Those are the definitions on slide 67. Slide 68, coefficient of determination. R squared is basically the sum of squares of the regression divided by the sum of squares of the total. Remember, R squared is the amount that's the, the, is the explained variance. So the, this, this, the first bullet is the sum of squares of the regression divided by the sum of squares of the total. And we would prefer that that number be high. Here's an example. Second bullet, r squared is equal to 197 divided by 200.5. So that's r squared is equal to the sum of the squares of the regression divided by the sum of the squares of the total. The r squared here is 0.98. Third bullet, interpretation. That means 0.98, 98% of the total variation in salary can be explained by the variation in number of children, at least to the extent of this particular data. That was that was completely made up. OK, slide 69. Um, r squared falls somewhere between 0 and 1, or if you like, 0% and 100%. OK, 0 means that there's no linear relationship. Since the sum of squares of, re- of the regression is 0, that means the explained re- variation is 0. Means there's no linear relationship. And if it were 1 or 100%, that means that there's a perfect relationship since the sum of squares of the regression equals the sum of squares of total. But life isn't that simple. Also, if the sum of squares of the regression equals the sum of squares of total, that means that there's nothing left over. That means that the unexplained variation, the sum of squares e, sum of square SSE, is equal to zero. Okay? But just because there is a perfect relationship, or a good relationship, or an association, between two variables, it does not prove cause and effect. Correlation, that is, the the mathematical relationship between two variables, x and y, is not causality. Correlation is not causality. It would be nice if we can prove it that easily, but it's not that simple. But it's a step. It's one more step in that direction. You have to do some more advanced techniques to be able to demonstrate causality that one variable causes another. Okay? So this is we're just doing correlation and regression. Okay, slide seventy. R is equal to the correlation coefficient. Okay, in case number one, that's the first bullet here, the slope of uh, slope, which is B sub one, is less than zero, which means that the r is less than zero. R is the negative square root of the coefficient of determination. So r is equal to minus the square root of R squared. Okay, in our example, for example, with the female salaries, uh, manager salaries, the slope in B1 is minus 6.5. R squared is equal to 0. 0.98. Okay, we take the negative square of 0. 0.98. That means R is negative 0. 0.99. Okay, case number two, the slope is greater than or equal to zero. Uh, R is the positive square root of the coefficient of determination. Example, r squared is equal to 0.49. We take the positive square root of 4, 0.49, we end up with 0.7. r is equal to 0.7. Fourth bullet says r is no interpretation in this particular case. And in this particular case, r overstates the relationship, which is why we usually we compute r, but we report r squared because that's easier to understand. R squared, say, is 0.49. That means 49% of the variation in Y is explained by the variance variation in X. Okay. Slide 73. Uh, we're almost done here. Uh, this slide says, Caution! Uh, nonlinear relationships, for example, a parabola hyper, uh, uh, and other kinds of... Uh, curvilinear relationships cannot be measured uh, by R squared, okay? Because remember, we're doing linear regression. So if there's a relationship between two variables that's nonlinear, linear linear regression isn't going to be able to determine it, okay? So there are some more sophisticated relationships that you might see in some 400-level classes that are nonlinear, but not for SOM 120, certainly not for the LDC exam, okay? The um, second bullet here is you could get an R squared of zero with a nonlinear graph on a scatter diagram. Uh, and the reason for that is uh, because the scatter diagram is uh, displaying the points, and so we're trying to find a single line uh, that's the best fit line. But if there's a nonlinear relationship, um, it'll come back. It, it, the linear regression process, the process of least squares, won't detect it. And you'll end up with a R squared of zero. Okay. So in summary, slide 74, case number 1, if B1 um, is greater than 0, uh, that's the, the, the uh, regression coefficient, R is the positive square root of the coefficient of determination. Okay. Um, for example, example number 1, y is equal to 4 plus 3x r squared is equal to 0.36. So r is equal to the positive square root of r squared, which is positive 0.6. Case number 2, if b1 is less than 0, r is the negative square root. In other words, we change the sign of the coefficient of determination. For example, y is equal to 80 minus 10x. r squared is equal to 0.49. Therefore, r is equal to negative 0.7. Bullet point number 3, last bullet point, Note example 2 has a stronger relationship as measured by the coefficient of determination. Why? Because 0.7 is larger than 0.6. Yes, I know the number is negative, but that just means that when x increases, y decreases. 0.7 is the absolute value. 0.7 is larger than the absolute value, 0.6. 0.6 Point 0.6 is closer to zero than point 0.7 is. So, example two, there is a stronger relationship in example two than there is in example one. Okay, and this is a summary of what we've seen before on slide 75. Extreme values, if r is plus one, that's a perfect positive correlation. You won't see that very often, but it might occur maybe in a hypothetical example. And r is negative one, a perfect negative correlation. Again, you probably won't see that in in your work, but it might occur. And if R is 0, you have the same issue as if R-squared is 0 or 0%. There's zero correlation. There's no correlation between those two values, which is not what you're looking for. Generally, you collected the sample on the basis that you thought that there was a relationship uh, between those variables. So you'd like to see an R that's away from 0 on either side. Okay, slide 76 shows some examples of what happens when you, use, when you put in some data into Excel and uh, use the regression output, which is under uh, the tools data analysis, I believe, to do regression. And it gives you all of these values on the screen. It gives you the correlation coefficient, gives you the coefficient of determination. Okay. It gives you the standard error of the estimate, so you don't have to calculate it, which is nice. And it gives you, most importantly, the regression coefficient, negative 6.5 at the bottom of the screen here, and the y-intercept, 59.5. Okay, and that's it for linear regression.